JP, I don't have a commercial this week. We're we're brought to you by the Dune Boys. We're brought to you by Rivian Electric Automotives because we want them to send us a car. Mm-hmm. Okay, you ready, JP? I think I am. You hear it? Oh, that was nice. Did you hear that, JP? It sounded really great. It's nice to hear it live in the show. It is nice to hear it live in the show. Uh, welcome to Friendsmen. It's the podcast about friends where us men's talk about friends and the show Friends. That's And also, we're best friends. And that's what makes the Friends show so good. It's a show about best friends between two best friends who are talking about the Friends show. You're so much better at that than me, dude. Uh, <laughs> JP, how you doing? You know, Nate, I am doing really well today. Uh, just, uh, it's, it's, it's officially actually fall here uh, in Dallas, Texas. The weather has fallen to a frigid 67 degrees today. So we actually have our fireplace going last night and today. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. It's 100 degrees here, JP. I'm freaking oh, out. Nate, I'm so sorry, bud. As you can see, I shaved my head. I uh, do see that. I was getting too hot. I just didn't care for it anymore. Eh, you're um, getting pretty hot, buddy. And I like the way people look at me now that they're like, Who, what, what the fuck is wrong with that guy? Yeah, yeah. Is he a um, proud boy? You know, Maga Chad, whatever. Again, JP, I'm not a proud boy. I said that last episode. I feel like I have to keep saying that for some reason. <laughs> I'm sorry, bud. The, the 7,000 black uh, Friendsman polo shirts with the yellow accent <laughs> on them that I ordered uh, are ruined. Oh. Fuck, uh, yes, no. I wish we had not purchased all of those Friendsmen and I'm in a hole, uh, man. tiki torches. That was probably not well thought out. I'm going to deep hole on those shirts, JP. I don't know what we're going to do with them. Maybe we'll in a sell them. We'll figure, maybe we'll open a Friendsman restaurant and all the, the wait staff wear them. <sighs> yeah, yeah. We oh, got to throw okay. a lot of spagoot at the wall, buddy. Hold we got to throw a lot of spagoot at the wall. I see what you're doing here. I see what you're doing. You're transitioning into our guest. We got a big guest here today, JP. We do? Restaurant related. Oh, uh, interesting. We got the guy behind the guys. Uh, you know what I mean? We got the drop king himself. Oh, damn. Robert. Oh, damn. DK here. in the house. Her singer. How are you doing, buddy? Wow. Wow. Thank you for having me. Nate, JP. Good to be here. Robert, thank you so much. It is such a pleasure to have you on the show. And uh, an honor to have royalty here. Hi. <laughs> I mean, he is the drop king. Now, now, I, before we even get into that, I gotta say, whenever I want to compliment somebody on the Twitters, I will do the crown and then the poop emoji. What do we do for you know King Shit? What do we do for the drop king? How do we how do we emoji your your name? Switch oh. him around. <laughs> you could you could refer to the shit as a that's, drop. That's the plop king. The plop king. Oh no. That's going in the show notes. <laughs> um, you could do you could do a mic or a little music note or a, something audio related, but um, I don't think I deserve any any sorts of emojis. But, um, well, we'll 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 agree to disagree on that one, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw some things your way. We'll we'll I'm let you decide, yeah. <laughs> Robert. You're like a celebrity to us. We're starstruck right here. Hey, it's I, weird to be a celebrity to anyone. <laughs> I have to know everything about the Doughboys. Um, is Mitch real? Is Weiger really like that? 
uh, are you Spoon Nation or Burger Brigade or is that oh, all fake? good oh, questions? Wow. Is that all fake? Oh my gosh. Is that real? Um, man, there's so much to unpack. Well, let's see. Spoon Nation, <laughs> Spoon Nation Burger Brigade. I I consider myself a, a child of all nations. Interesting. Um, good answer. Good answer cool. for someone who works on the show. Even, even you like song, a, rest in peace. I'm like I'm an arms nation as well. Uh, Emma's kind buds. Uh, who else? Uh, the the commissioner's crew. Who else? Uh, everyone, Plus even the, the guests. Gang. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, sure. I see. Look, I'm I'm going to tell you. I consider myself to be Burger. I'm sorry, Spoon Nation. But Ooh. actually, Spoon Nation adopted. I feel like I was really born out of the Nang Gang. Yeah, Nang Gang. Mm. Shout out to the Nang Gang. Mm-hmm. I'm of well, course. As Mitch famously says, if you if you leave Spoon Nation, you're never a part of it. You piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, I'm Spoon Nation. I did start out as Burger Brigade, but I, I can't. I can't fault myself for being like taken. I feel in like by sentence to sentence between the two of them, you can you can quickly change allegiances just based off. on what their take might be. So, and, and depending on who's bullying who at the time. Exactly. <laughs> now, now, Robert, have have you have you, uh, it's spooky, scary season? I, I, as 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 our, our friend of the show, Kate Raft, tells us, it's hyperfall now. We're beyond deep fall. Oh, We're wow. in hyperfall. Um, so, I have to ask you: uh, Do you enjoy spooky, scary movies? And second. Are you haunted constantly by the ghost of you song? He's right behind um, you. I don't want to freak yes. you out, but he's right behind. I can see him. <laughs> um, I do. I do love this time of year. I do love the season. Um, and I do love a good scary movie. And I've been watching um, Paramount actually with the, the Discord. The, um, oh, that's fun. The boys um, Patreon Discord. Oh, that's um, very fun. So that's been pretty fun. And some good good mix of things we had what was it uh young frankenstein last night oh, and um beautiful. i think we've all we also watched poltergeist at some point a uh, little shop the other night too so we also we're trying to do some like horror light or horror adjacent for yeah. folks nothing too uh nothing too extreme um but yeah i'm i'm a big fan personally and i have kind of like the stable of horror movies that i try and watch here try and watch thing and american werewolf in london love the thing classics uh, both yeah, I'm trying to think of it's definitely one of those things when I'm on the spot now. I'm like struggling to remember all of them. I could pull up on my phone as well. It's, but um but no, I do really enjoy them. Have you are you guys the same? Do you guys typically like huge horror knowledge? fans, both of us? And my my partner Claire is a huge fan um of of all the horror movies. Last night, apropos I mean, I shouldn't even say this right now while we're on this, but last night we watched Host, which is the Zoom horror movie. I Oh right so impressed so scary they did it with no money whatsoever um, i still have to watch that jp and that, was that me in quarantine yes that's what they, okay. they they as soon as zoom hit and was big they were like no 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 we need to do this right now and it even references quarantine in the movie um wow. it's it's I, 56 minutes it is it is it it, it goes by so quickly and I just was so impressed. It's on Shudder. I don't know where else you can watch it, but it's on Shudder. I think it's only on Shudder. I like those types of movies, JP, when they make the movie all on the computer screen. I think mm-hmm. it's it's easy to kind of mess that up, but I usually like it when they do that. Highly recommend to both of you. They they really they 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 did something really new and interesting. Pinnacle of that type of genre. Interesting. I might have to join the dose horde per singer. I, that, that sounds fun watching horror movies with, with a bunch of a uh, bunch of hog talk going on in the back. <laughs> well, we try, we try and keep the, <laughs> we reference hogs, but definitely no showing of hogs. But it is actually in all serious. It's a really good group of, of folks and obviously they're big fans of the show, but they're also just uh, really great 
people and lots of different topics going on. And I think someone, a couple of people ran a, uh, a fantasy league and all sorts That's of different fun. things going, even Doughboys adjacent. I think there's a couple of people that probably don't even listen to Doughboys in there. So, Oh, wow. <laughs> That's cool. Or so, so we think we got to get them listening. Yeah, it's it's a huge. It, it, that's part of what's been fun about all this. I feel like my entire like Twitter and 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 this version of my social media that's not my like Facebook for my my mother. Um, it, it's just it, it's it's so focused on or just adjacent to what started as my fandom for Doughboys and has escalated into a whole lot of things. Nate and I know each other because of you know, love of, uh, of bug main and, uh, and, and what that kind of turned into. Um, but this, it's so wonderful to know that there's that dose court out there where people are just getting together because they're, they're, they're Doughboys fans and, and the Doughboys fans yeah. te- seem to all be cut from a similar, very weird, greasy cloth. <laughs> and, and for the same singer, greasy rapper, <laughs> I don't want to do any gotcha journalism here, but What's going on with Bugman? Can we get him back on the Doughboys? Can we get him back <laughs> on the podcast? Wow. We're talking. I, to you. I, so I thought I'd heard a rumor that Bugman was doing was maybe doing his own podcast project at one point. Maybe that was that was not true. I, I don't know. That was the rumblings. That was the skittle I heard at one point. Regardless but, um, of that skittle, and regardless and that skittle, skittle, we, <laughs> we need Bugman back on Doughboys. If you Bugman could talk to Mitch. Well, it's no secret so that I'm, I'm part of the booking process, but unfortunately, the name hasn't come across my desk yet. And we are, as you can imagine, quickly filling up on slots for the year. We're trying to get ahead, as most podcasts that can afford to do. We're trying to, you know, give a little, little time for ourselves at the end of the year. It's hard work, guys. Eating burgers sounds like an breakfast. extremely prepared answer. But um, so I know it sounds like I'm I'm uh, I'm dodging the question, but the, the fact of the matter too is a lot of the time I'm given I'm given a name and I'm said, hey out a scheduling and, and book it and there are also times where they tell me hey we've already booked this thing added to the calendar there's things going on behind the scenes even above my pay grade so i'm sure that mitch and nick evan van part of the process too sure yeah i think you should tell them that you booked ray liotta and then have <laughs> show up on the call i think that would be really cool. oh no oh no it's gonna be the big mac incident all over I again i told mitch it i Told Mitch soon after I was hired, I was like, let's get, I was like, let's get some big, let's get a big name or something. So I threw a couple of names and he threw a couple at me and uh, we'll see who knows. That's Eddie really White, exciting. Really exciting. Now I want to hear, I want to hear more about, you know, your journey to, 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 to landing this gig. But before we get into that, you mentioned that you guys are trying to kind of forward book and forward record so you can have a little time off at the end of the year. Given the nature of COVID, given the nature, I mean, I mean, the podcast is 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 kind of spread to the to the far shores of this country at this point. Yeah. So I, my question would be: Is Mitch going to go back to LA for eight weeks this year instead of going to Quincy for eight weeks? And does he care that I've been staying at Palmerston Place? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's going to be the it's going to be the Palmerston sabbatical soon. He's going <laughs> to go back and he's going to go back and visit, you know, and, and to say hi to everyone. Um, no, I know that it's, it's just going to be probably a little bit longer this time around and I don't blame him. I'm so happy he's back. We yeah, that's why, that's why he felt like he wanted to not to leave someone to have to, to care for Wally and Irma. He was, he would have been too worried for that amount of time. And I think it's just, you know, it's all just such a big question mark right now that like, who knows what'll happen to LA, to Quincy. So he wanted to be prepared and I'm glad he can be, uh, back at home. And I think the plan is still in the new year to return to LA. He's not, he didn't give up the place or anything like that. 
Um, which means you will have to vacate if, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I know. I'll give you a heads up. Yeah. But, um, no, but I'm excited for him to be home. And I'm also excited for him to go back to LA at some point where we can be closer to Weiger. It's going to be definitely easier to make uh, some chains happen too. <laughs> is Weiger like shutting down now that Mitch is like out of the city? Is there like been a change in his behavior where it's just like, <laughs> he's no scoopier. It's exclusive. Like gray. I, I, I couldn't read. I mean, there's only so much I can read. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> of him through, through the, the texts and whatnot, but uh, I think they both, uh, I don't want to say that either. I think they both miss each other. Um, I believe that. I think they probably enjoy being, you know, close enough to be able to interact if they need to. Um, but I, I still think it'll be fun. I think there's a lot of good stuff on the horizon, even with Mitch maybe having to make a little bit more of a trip on some occasions for some things. I think there'll be some revisits of chains, maybe just, because of, just for convenience sake. But for I think sure. it'll be fun. I wanted to offer you this. If Mitch ever needs something from a chain east of him, all right? like towards the desert okay <laughs> i'll get it and drop it off to him yeah i don't want to i don't want to meet mitch i don't ever want to <laughs> meet him i just want to be a fan of his from afar so <laughs> i will leave it on his porch but if he ever needs something from like the inland empire area i got that i would love to get like a death stranding setup of like couriers around the country exactly everyone's complaining oh do bojangles oh do this and that they'll just they'll just have these people you know pass it along and, and just kind i of have a range okay cafe less than five miles away oh yeah. my god well you so have like, to like, like a fast food underground railroad is what we're talking about but sure but but use that terminology. you have to bring one of the animatronics from rainforest cafe that's a big part of it <laughs> okay uh, I can, no, no. i'm not i'm not worried about transporting it i am worried about getting it out of the restaurant without anybody seeing me <laughs> um I, I, had, I, I don't think anyone's in the restaurant. I don't think they're going to notice. That's, <laughs> that's valid. That is valid. You know what, JP? I could probably get inside of like one of the gorillas and like pilot it out. Oh, I love that. Like, um, yeah. uh, like uh, Pacific Rim style. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, like a uh, Yep. That's going to be awesome. I look forward to that. Now, Robert, where, where, where are you located? Uh, I'm in Seattle, Washington. Oh, beautiful there. Absolutely love it up there. He was just telling me about his neighborhood, JP, before you got here, and it sounds very cool. It's like an old fisherman neighborhood, kind of. Yeah, lots of nets that I get stuck in all the time. Oh. <laughs> yeah, just like a little, it's a neighborhood called Ballard. Man, I'm really like triangulating my, I won't do my Oh, careful, careful, this yeah. Episode. But um, no, it's very uh, it's very nice, and we, I kind of mentioned we're up against some nice neighborhoods, so it's nice to... You know, especially during all this time to get out, get out and walk and be able to kind of stay apart from people. Not a lot of cars going down the streets. You can literally yeah. walk down them sometimes. And then actually close to some stores and restaurants. So we've been doing lots of the takeout, trying to cook a lot more. Stuff like that. That's cool. JP, how's Texas? I mean, continues to be Texas. Uh, apparently, now this is a big day in history, guys. Apparently today in Dallas, there is a, a, a rally being held by Donald Trump and the scuttlebutt on the Q-turnet is that um, JFK is going to reveal himself today. JFK Jr. coming you, out of the shadows. You sound sarcastic, JP. I, I, I'm sorry. If you're hearing any shift in tone of my voice, <laughs> I, am, I am honored to live in this city today when JFK Jr. steps out. And he's, I think he's going to do like a tear the shirt open Superman thing. Um, and I think him and Trump are going to go out. They're, they're going to probably fly straight to... Your neck of the woods, Nate. That 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 sin city that we call Hollyweird. And um, 
I think there's going to be some heads that are going to roll. Don't call it that, JP. That's what it is. That's what all of our normal, us normal people call it. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think about QAnon? (laughs) I I try not to think about QAnon. It's a bummer that there's, there's such a huge uh, contingent of it. In all Very sense. strange. But uh, for, for, yuck, for yuck-em-ups, I wish it was funnier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the problem with it. I, it it's oh. the problem, you can't even make fun of it because these people are taking it very seriously. It was a lot funnier before it started getting so serious. But yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's when not it was as like funny. one big Q cut out that someone was holding and that not like a <laughs> political platform that people are adopting. <sighs> people are literally getting elected on Q and Q adjacent yeah policies or, or 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 platforms like this is yeah nate you shouldn't have made this joke i'm sorry was the yeah, tea party was a, better is it was it from the tea I, party do we want that I, it's gotta instead? be like it's it's like it's like if you if you reduce uh something like you, you boil it down you get all the liquid out and it becomes a syrup mm-hmm. i think that this is the boiled down concentrated syrup that's a good way to put it jp i think you can draw a straight line from the tea party ending to the formation of the QAnon conspiracy in a lot of ways i mean yeah geez i'm just saying something that i heard on a true and on podcast <laughs> <laughs> you do love that true and on podcast it's um, the only smart podcast i listen to JP. you listen to this one hey <laughs> oh, he, oh he does it i'm getting we're getting a head shake no way man <laughs> Um, Robert, I, so can you tell us, you know, I, I tell us the gig and what is your role with the Doughboys? So when it started out, I was hired for mainly social media. And I think a part of that was just that I, um, was attempting, um, when I had been given, uh, someone started the subreddit and then, um, gave it to me after a couple of years and was like, Hey, I'm leaving Reddit. You want it? You post every day, every anyway. So, <laughs> so Yeah. Um, but I did try to be pretty accurate because I know that's a big thing in podcasting is exposure. And I feel like the guests are such a, obviously Mitch and Nick and their chemistry makes every episode so awesome, but their guests are, are so good. And like you guys have mentioned, it's even resulted in like, I have found so many other shows and things through their guests and there's been spinoff podcasts and projects and things that I've come to love because of them. And so that was just a big thing was just the accuracy of trying to promote the shows that they guested on or the, the the guests of theirs had that they were trying to promote. And I think all of that kind of lent itself to, to the gig. You, um, you ran the board, right? You ran the yeah. Reddit board, right? You and I'm still, I still mod it. There's a few other folks on there. I'm trying to be, I mainly post the episodes and I, I'm not doing a lot of like sure. personal posts or anything like that. Um, especially since now I have all the other socials and it's just kind of, it can, it's not overwhelming per se, but it, you know, it's a lot of messages all about the Doughboys all the time. So I respond to you guys a lot. So yeah. <laughs> we, we see it, we see it and we share it. Um, uh, and so they contacted me earlier this year. Um, and I think part of that too is, um, you know, you song was uh, legitimately, you know, busy with uh, yes. G-Hulk stuff. I think we can say that now. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I think it's out there. <laughs> he's been talking yeah, and about then, it. Um, and he's also not alive. So yeah, he's also in hell. So fuck him. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, so they brought me on and then I think at some point, um, there was just naturally kind of, you know, through discourse on the texts and saying like, Hey, you know what, would this be a good segment or Hey, do you want to play, you know, maybe start doing the descriptions for the episodes. They were kind of like, I think we need to give you another role. I think we need to be associate producer or something. So, That's awesome. yeah. So I've taken that on and I've been, um, it's all very cool. Like behind the scenes, like they really just kind of come to each other with, you know, like a pitch for something and 
sometimes we'll fine tune it and sometimes we kind of put it on the back burner, but um, yeah, they'll ask me and uh, Emma and sometimes, you know, Mitch and Nick will just come forward with something and say, Hey, this sounds good for a future episode or Hey, this may be just like a fun idea. And I like the music process. segments that you're calling together. Those are really fun. Oh, and that's so much. I mean, I'm, I've just become like a big fan of like the jingles and yeah. just that nostalgia and stuff so much. There's a couple folks. Um, one was on like the, a fan group, a Facebook group for the Doughboys. Um, was someone who had made like a video of um, I can't pronounce Rick Katschi. I'm butchering his last name, but he made this really cool video called um, Consumption Overload, and it was a bunch of like tapes in his basement from uh, uh, I don't remember what area of the country, but it was all these like cool commercials and ads and jingles. So that really like was like really fun to see. And then someone on the Discord was also sharing some old ads and things, and I just kind of got my wheels spinning i started looking stuff up so fun to find all those jingles but like emma trims it all so there's none of the visual cues as far as like the youtube titles sure and um it's so much about the guest and uh and mitch guessing too makes that segment all the songs are so good (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah if i can be an old man about anything it'll be like they should have more jingles again yes yes my my position absolutely i don't know everyone's I, i think people are worried about like the earnestness of it but i love I love that people are belting. I have one that I'm sitting on for um, Diet Coke and it's uh, Michael McDonald singing it. Oh my and God. Like, it's incredible. He, he, it's like, he's going so hard. He's trying to win an award for the jingle. It's amazing. That's, Mike, that's Michael McDonald's life though. I well, feel like he, I like, like yeah, I bet when he true. goes to get like, he's ordering at the McDonald's, he's given it his all, but he's at the, at the, at the speaker. So per singer, you, you are the drop King and you are now the, Doughboys, producer, associate producer, whatever it is. We're going to start a new little group here, secretive group called the Podcast Underling Mafia. Okay? I don't know if you know this. I'm a, I'm a fixer, quotation marks, for how did this get made. We'll leave it at that. Um, JP is an attorney to a client who is, you know, confidential. Um, we'll put a big beep here to make it sound weird. Hi, Claire. Nate says hi. <laughs> um, JP is an attorney to a confidential client. Large beep right here. Uh, we'll, have, we'll have Don Yusong in there. Uh, we'll have uh, Whitey Emmer, the fearsome Chef. Whitey Bulger Emmer. Got to get Chef Kevin up in there. A, a mysterious man known only as the chef. <laughs> Producer Dan of YKS, the bricklayer. That's an inside joke. Um, and of course, her singer, now you have us, the drop kings, friends, men. Yes. <laughs> wow. Getting a crew. This is great. So if you mm-hmm. could cut your hand and show us the blood. Um, <laughs> oh my God. The like a nail clipper. It's going to take me a second. Yeah. Oh, no. Take your time. That's okay. I've been watching too much horror movies recently for that. That, 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 that I started visualizing that. Let's not do that. Robert. Ooh. I've been watching <laughs> where that idea came from. So, uh, so you've yeah, got, so, 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 so the perk of your gig is you now have this army of underlings that you can utilize. Mm. um have you have you have you had any, any other perks to this gig are you getting are you getting delicious fast food free of charge on on Ooh. on the uh on the patreon are you I have i mean i have the i have access to the doughboys credit card but I do not, <laughs> i'm not allowed to use it <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
like a one-time oh. thing. Um, but I think that, you know, for emergency situations, no, I've, um, I've, I've occasionally deigned to, um, I do obviously know, you know, ahead of time what chains are going to be going to and reviewing. So I could, could do some sneaky reviews, um, ahead, but, uh, that would be on my own dime, unfortunately. Um, I do get to hear the episodes ahead of time, but a part of that is for editing just to try to make sure, um, everything's coming through. Although Emma's such a pro, there is almost never issue. Um, but Emmer. yeah, Emmer, sorry. Emmer. Um, but that is, that is just a perk in and of itself. It is like, I don't know. It's just fun to see. Um, I guess, honestly, one of the perks is just getting to see kind of how it's, how it is made, um, and how it comes together. And oh, I know wow. a joke. <laughs> I know. Hey, how did this get made? Is, um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, tra- we're going to trademark that by the way. Um, uh, <laughs> I know a big joke is that, um, you know, they don't put any effort into it and, uh, you know, it sucks uh, and it does, but it's also fun to see, to see the ideas come to fruition. And uh, I, I always feel so cagey because like, I don't want to ruin the mystique and be like, they do love it guys. No, no. Um, but, so, uh, <laughs> so let me, let me, I, I guess, and I don't want to, I don't want to speak for you here, but I, I, one of the things that I'm finding so charming about this, you can tell Nate and I are huge fans of the show, but it's it, it almost seems like you got to see how the sausage was made and you were like, yeah, I freaking love sausage. Like yeah, even more yes. now. It's like when someone tries to be like, you know, that they um, just use, you know, like this goop to make that really delicious thing from the fast food place. I'm like, but I love the goop. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> That's good. Um, no, it, it, it does kind of feel like that. And, you know, That's and great it's, to hear. it's still a job. You know, it's still like I've had now. Uh, I'll be very uh broad but i've had you know it's hard to book sometimes especially if you're working with it you know in betweens you know going going between uh the actual person and whatnot but um but it's still very fulfilling and it's nice to know that the show comes out and it's not just something i enjoy as a fan but it's something i enjoyed helping put out there in some small way so that's really nice that's really amazing i i'm just, I, I just that's you're whenever you have work like that in your life, it is rare and it can be fleeting. And it's nice to see, you just seem to really appreciate the moment that you're in. And that's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. We, we were, we, we talk a lot about Doughboys on this podcast, not, not recently, but when we started, we talked a little bit about Doughboys. And I think the second episode that we did JP was when we were talking about, um, it was right when uh, the protests and the black lives matter thing was, was starting this year. And it was right after the episode where Mitch said the nice thing that he said at the beginning of the episode about how everyone's racist and we all need to confront and adjust that. And in the episode when me and JP are talking, I'm like freaking out because like, no, the comedy Doughboys does is actually kind of important when you put a very specific cap on it. Like Mm -hmm. it, it does really mean something and say something about, um, our generation and the way that we grew up and some certain things that we need to confront. It's a very important show, but it also sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Just like our show. (laughs) Mitch has been, you know, defensive of Boston, you know, especially from the early days of the podcast and stuff, but that's a, is an important thing to say. And it's, uh, it's, it's good to hear it from them. I really loved it when I said it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's, it makes me, makes you happy. And like you said, it's the adjacency too of other pods and them similarly, um, taking stances, having statements like that, and or at least even being similarly aligned is just important. We have these people in our ears so much of the day. So absolutely. Yeah. Robert, let me let me ask one real. This is this is this is a gotcha question. <laughs> no, 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 no. So prior to taking over as the associate producer, um 
What do you think of your favorite episode or your favorite restaurant review was of the show? Ooh, wow, man, that's really crazy. Um, it's hard not to pick one of the live ones I was at. Oh, that's oh man, it's I'm really jealous. hard not to pick those. Just because. I've only been to one live Doughboy show. Which one did you go to? Anaheim last year. Uh, oh. they did uh the hat. Oh yeah, that was a good one with Betsy. Yeah, that was funny. Um, very good argument it's tough because like they came up and did dicks you know more than a few years ago at this point and that was pretty early on that was their first like little northwest kind of tour yeah the doughboys love dicks yeah they did (laughs) um and i a part of me was too like they only got like the one kind of burger there's a small menu but and then like the shakes and stuff and i was almost like i feel like if they had tried the cheeseburger or like the special burger it could have could have lowered the score. It was pretty magical. They were also maybe um, maybe being very uh, generous uh, on that first tour because they wanted to make sure everyone was stoked. I think I think Mitch famously lied about his review. Yes, Hoover. I remember that. <laughs> um, and then I did get a chance to go to. So I didn't go to the Taco Time in Portland one that year. I would just I was just there for the Seattle one. But um, next time around, um, I did go. I went down to Portland for the sizzle pie with Bill Oakley. Okay. And that was a fun show. <gasps> I started following Bill Oakley because of that episode. And he's great. such a great Twitter follow. Yeah, That's the one follow. where the heavy metal guy keeps screaming. <laughs> I believe so. That was also, yeah. there was like a podcast thing going on. So I think you could buy tickets and kind of go to anything. So I do know okay. there were folks there that were probably like checking out Doughboys for the first time. And also had been like getting drunk and going to podcasts all day long. Um, but honestly, just for re- maybe recency bias, um, my on my birthday in February, there was the show in Seattle where they did um, Izell's Fried Chicken, um, and that was really awesome. And then we went to Vancouver after that and actually met up with some other Doughboys fans and someone from the Discord and just had this whole amazing time. I hadn't been up there in my adult life, so that one just for like the locale as well. Oh, and A&W Canada was like blowing. Like We went like three times. It's really and- better. And, it, it, and well, my wife would typically be like, okay, let's chill. Like we have so much other good food to eat here. Yeah. And we did have, you know, you know, we did have stuff other than chain food, but that's how good it was too. We tried, wow. we tried as much as we could. It was excellent. It's and, terrible so, in the United States. I, I think we went recently or I tried it on a whim. We were coming back from like a, a cabin or something like, let's, let's give it a shot. And I was like, Oh, this is so bad. Give yes. me my teen sauce. It's so <laughs> crazy that it's wildly, it, it's wildly that different between the mm-hmm. Canadian ones and the ones here. Although okay. I, 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 I absolutely relate my, my fiance and I did the same thing where we'll find a restaurant that we like. And then for like three weeks, we're eating nothing but that restaurant. <laughs> like if we're ordering anything, we're just going to eat that. And so I get that, like, no, if the A&W is that good, you get it while you're there, because who knows when you're ever going to have it again. It was, it was fun to indulge, and it's, obviously we were going to the show, so we wanted to try some stuff, but I think, I think the fact that we went the first time and it was just so, it was so delicious, and it didn't feel like the heaviness of a fast food meal in, oh, in the same way, so I don't know, maybe rose-colored glasses, maybe I was in the other, another country and I was just cloud nine. It was a great trip. That's, that's really so good. So, that's awesome. I don't know. Vancouver is tough to beat. Maybe that's because that was the last thing before everything shut down. Maybe that's my favorite live show. That was, that was very fun. Yeah. The live episodes are all so much fun. I, I know they hate touring, but I really hope they keep doing it. I, 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 I'm always torn because I want Gabrus, but I want Nicole Byer, but I want Nang, but I also want Carl Tart. Like, mm-hmm. They can't have all of them at once, but that's what I, I want. And too, we love our friends. 
Franny. <laughs> Those live shows are so great. I wish there was a way that they obviously like the expenses go way up if you stay an extra day, but that's what I wish they could do was have a day to just relax or enjoy themselves, not always come to the theater just having eaten the meal. <laughs> Listen <pain>. up, Netflix. <laughs> Listen up, HBO Max. You got two of the hottest stars around here looking to make a TV show out of their dang old podcast. <laughs> Messed it up one time already. <laughs> and uh, let's get some evil corporation money into the Doughboys podcast. Come on. I can, as, as someone who professionally sues evil corporations, I can assure you they have a lot of money. Yes, dude. Let's give some of that money to Nick and Mitch. <laughs> it's hard to imagine it. Even the description of the that um, the sizzle, the sizzle reel for their pilot, that kind of pilot they're not allowed. They don't have oh, yeah. even the ownership of you know, even anymore. They can do another no. show. They just don't have the access to the pilot anymore. But right. uh, it sounded so interesting because it's obviously it didn't sound like a Doughboys episode. You just wonder how something like that would even translate, you know? Yeah, I know. Totally. I, I would, of course, I would love to see it. But yeah. Nick said it was unwatchable. <laughs> <laughs> I, find, I, I don't know if I trust him on that one. I, well, he I, also thinks Doughboys is unlistenable. That's so. why I don't think I trust him on that one. <laughs> I I understand that it probably would be different, but I also think that like all three of those guys are such talented um, writers and performers that they probably did find a way to make it very entertaining and keep a little bit of the charm from the podcast and have a fight over a hot dog or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> Well, because they were eating it from both ends? Probably. <laughs> yes, oh, they were leading the tramping. Absolutely. Can you canon. get them to That's do that? That's canon now. Yeah, can, can you get, get them, to, them do to do that? that? Yeah. I, yeah, that'll have to be like a, that'll be another tier of the Patreon. We'll do a little <laughs> video clips. Oh, no. I got to go to another higher tier of the Patreon? You could do it. It'll be totally worth it. I'm trying okay. to. Okay. Hey, you heard it here. Now. You heard it here. Robert says it's worth it. If you get, go up that higher tier, get that if hot dog. You gave them each a hot dog on on the Zoom call. Like Robert, you're you're right next to me right now. And if we each had a hot dog and put it in our mouth and put it off screen like this, hey. it would look like we were Lady and, and the Tramping a hot dog. Just make them do that. The next time they do, uh, the next time they do a, a hot dog chain, I'll make sure that we coordinate on the Zoom call. For <laughs> <laughs> I would very much like it if when Mitch comes back. You guys could do. Um, have you ever have you ever heard of um, Fab Hot Dogs in Reseda? No, I haven't heard of that. I'm asking if you've heard of it because there is a picture of Nick Weiger up on the wall there. Oh, is that or the one eating a bunch of hot dogs or something? Yes, I think I think that's like an old an old throwback photo. I think I've seen that. I think him and his wife maybe um, got on the wall for doing the whole menu or something like that. Absolutely, and that's crazy. It's one of my favorite hot dog restaurants in Los Angeles. It's way better oh. than Pink's. They do all of you the allowed things. to say that? I, I am allowed. Are people to say that. in LA allowed well, to say anything Pink's negative about things? Like, just okay. It's, it's not, not doghouse. Is doghouse good? Doghouse is good, but it's like it's How's new. Fancy-ish? It's new blood and it's fancy. Mm. Yeah. If you go to Fab Hot Dogs, their concept is so brilliant because they do hot dogs from all over the country accurately. That's cool. You can get the Chicago dog. You can get the New York dog. You can get the Los Angeles dog. Seattle they dog got, with the cream cheese. Exactly. They got burgers and, and uh, cheesesteaks and like all st- sort of stuff. One of the best milkshakes in Los Angeles, too. Damn. All right. And well, you can see a picture well, of Nick when Weiger. I, when it's safe, maybe I'll just start walking right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I'm telling you. You're never going to get it. Even hey, I, I mean, I'm always excited. I would love to go back. That's another one where I feel like. I was maybe passing through when I was younger for like a Disneyland trip to get to Anaheim. Never really stopped in 
LA. Yeah. I'd love, love to go someday. The um, Valley's especially... even further. Oh yeah. 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 Got to go to Palmer City at some point before I die. Yeah. That's, for... it's, it, it's the pilgrimage that we all need to take, right? I keep joking on Twitter that I'm going to kill myself in front of Palmerston if Mitch ever stops Jesus. saying howdy ho. That's that's intense, Nate. We 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 should talk about that. That's a dark joke. Still saying howdy, so I'm not going to do it. But if you ever stop saying howdy, I will go and do that. I I will do it with a sword. I, again, based on what I've been watching in this this hyper fall, I, you probably should go into the the domicile into it so that you can haunt him forever. That's a good idea. Thank you. I just watched the haunting of Hill House and the haunting of Bly Manor, so I got a couple of things. Like I got get some pointers for you. I like Hill House. I haven't seen Bly Manor. Robert, yes. What is your personal relationship with the television show Friends? Friends. Friends is a show. I think that um, when did it? Or start like 94 or something 94 like um i gotta say that it was probably something i was watching either before or after i, I want to say timing wise it was either before or after the simpsons on another channel and yeah that would make sense yeah and i think it was one of those shows that i was probably watching just as part of a block of, of me sitting in front of the tv before certain other shows sure um but it was but it was also a show that i think i have to admit i was probably like did get into at the time mm-hmm. um I am definitely not someone who has uh, lived and breathed it since, and I don't go back and rewatch. I don't rewatch tons of whole series uh, generally. Um, so it was fun getting back to this. Uh, you guys sent me uh, the episode I was going to go and review. Um, so it was, it was fun to return, but it was interesting because it had been such a long time. And it was something that I think I watched. I think I watched up until the finale. I think I like watched yeah. it through its run. So it was, it was very popular during the finale. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, this episode gave me a panic attack, JP. All right, we'll, 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 we'll get into that, Nate, but, uh, oh, Robert, yeah, interesting what, you, what you need to know is, uh, nine months pregnant. It, it, Nate's wife is, is literally, we're in that any, any day now, any second now, uh, she, yeah. she, the little JP junior, uh, Nate's second kid will be, uh, coming to the world. We let, no, Nate, we landed on JP junior. We did. Mm-hmm. It's okay. <laughs> oh, this is like when they couldn't decide on the name in the uh, episode we're going to talk about. Oh, that's mm-hmm. kind of a cute thing, like the show. That's so, a fair perspective, Robert. Uh, uh, mine is is kind of the same. I, I liked it when it was on, and I've lived and breathed it ever since. Everything. I love it so much. So, I, 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 Robert, I come from a very similar place with you, which is uh, I saw it when it was airing. And it was, it was, it, I was, I was in high school at the time when it first came out and it was, it was just like, it was part of the zeitgeist Like you had to, if you wanted to be in the conversation with anybody, you, you, mm-hmm. you had to watch it. Um, That's a good way of putting it. There were shows it, like that. It's like, it's, and so it's, so it's yeah. later in life. I always love telling the story later in life. My father, um, he was single and he was working with, uh, you know, he, he was a banker and he worked with people much, much younger than him. And so they would have conversations and he felt left out. So he picked up and started watching and I watched it with him. The Jersey shore. <laughs> my, my, at the time, like 65 year old father who just decided he had to watch Jersey shore to be part of the conversation. I, I love that because I guess that's extent, a good choice. I, I think I, that is pretty good. I mean, and he still does it to this day, but I just like, whenever I think of friends, that's the way I think about it is like, 
it's just one of those weird things. Now, Friends is obviously a different caliber of show than Jersey Shore, but that 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 idea that like, yeah, you want to be part of the conversation. Everyone's talking about it. Game of Thrones was this way. Uh, sure. Walking Dead in the first couple of seasons. Like, I think Seinfeld's probably similar for like, especially at the time, it probably felt like that too. 100%. Yeah, yeah. But I've I've never gone back. So this watch through is is pretty much for me the first time I've seen a lot of these episodes since they first aired. Um, wow. I don't have that personal love for the show. I do. I laugh. I enjoy it. I like the characters a lot, but I also, I kind of, I'm looking at it from the lens of like, how do we conceptualize this show and what they're doing in these episodes from, you know, here we are 20 plus years later. This is a, we have to cancel a lot of people with these episodes. Um, There was a weird part in this episode, JP. Oh yeah. There's a, yeah. Can I bring it up just real quick? Let's I don't know how let's, you guys do it. Go for it. Let's Nate. We, if we're going to get into talking about the episode, you got to do that bump. Couple of can there. We can do the bump. Don't worry. The bump's going to happen, JP. <laughs> don't worry about it. All right. I'll make sure that it happens. There was a couple of cancellations in this episode. We'll get to it. But the one I want to talk about right away is how the nurse in the delivery room says the word "lesbian life partner." Like disgusted. All right, all right. Well, like, I, I, I want to like hear this because I, I laughed at that part. I, I laughed at that part. Chandler I thought, had a good I thought joke she was being woke for the time. I, I, I admit that yes, the the fact that it's in the show is woke, but but the way the nurse said it was like anybody get out of here who's not a husband or a lesbian life partner. Like, oh, now I got to learn this term too. Um, maybe there's some backstory with her where she had. Uh, a lesbian life partner and was scorned, and so there, she, there can't be there can't Very help personal. but be a little venom behind. I got it. like that gives a lot more depth to that character. I like that. <laughs> and JP, I bring this up not to laugh at it at all. I'm not making a joke about this. I want to bring it up just just to illustrate the seriousness of the situation. At this time, if Ross wanted to, he could probably have uh, Susan removed from the delivery room. Correct, please. Correct. I, and I, again, just talking about, oh, look, I, and, and this is, so we struggle with this on the show because um, we, they, they, for the time, they were doing very progressive things. They, 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 the condom usage, uh, having Talking openly about sex. Yes. And, and, and it was very important. And, and we don't get to where we are now if there aren't cultural touchstones who are trying to push the conversation. And it's for okay that, to give them credit for that. And so I'm, I'm trying hard to be more forgiving. Now, look, if they, if they come out and they're doing blackface, that's not okay. And I don't think that's what we're looking at here. I think we're, we're talking about a woman who, you know, it's, there is an episode JP where Ross tans himself. Yeah. There's the, there's the time machine episode where they go back and they do like a minstrel show. It sucks. No. I look time. forward to that one for scorn purposes. Sorry, I mean, I'm not supposed to be spoiling the future seasons. I apologize. <laughs> okay. Nate does it every every single episode. Nate likes to spoil what's coming around the bend. So, no, it's it's. I, I just I, I do think that um, it, Nate, your point is is very well made, and it reminds me of like if my dad started to focus on using people's pronouns properly, which believe me he doesn't, but. If he did, I think it would come out the same way where he's just like, uh, yeah. he doesn't know what cis het means, nor does he care. But if, you know, it would, it would be interesting to see him try to do that. Right. 
So, JP, we got this episode. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the one with the birth. Like it I is said, the one with the birth. Gave me a panic attack. No worries. <laughs> Everything's cool. How's Nikki? He's doing great. Uh, okay. Way too pregnant and ready to ready to ready to pop. Oh, she's like ten or eleven months pregnant. That's not good. Yeah, that's yeah, not. That's good. that's a bit long, buddy. The doctor really said we should come in, but we're just going to kind of wait it out. <laughs> so the opening of this episode, JP, the first scene is a masterclass in television writing. Okay, because it's like a uh, it's like what Modern Family does in every single episode, where there's six different threads of a conversation happening. And they kind of interweave around each other. And then towards the end, they all wrap up together into the same strand. Um, we got Ross freaking out. Uh, we got Rachel and Chandler talking about how Chandler's the only one allowed to make jokes. We got Monica wanting a baby. Um, and when the scene ends, when Susan and Carol finally arrive and Ross is still freaking out, and Chandler makes a joke and Rachel says, or he says, you see what I mean? You got to pick your moments. It all kind of ties up and comes together. It's good television, right? All right. I I found it very enjoyable, but honestly, it was kind of the least interesting aspect of this episode to me, only because I think this was, I mean, it wasn't their season finale, but it was definitely a big episode for the first like season. like the penultimate of season one, is right? right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, one yep. more episode after this. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I just, you know, Robert, one thing we've talked about is, is especially you can, I think it's different now with TV shows. But with Friends in the earlier seasons, you'll see very sharp declines between episodes in the quality of the writing mm-hmm. and also in the quality of the A, B, C, and sometimes even D plots. Um, and I feel like this episode, I'd like to hear what you guys think, but I think this episode, without getting into the, the, the minutiae yet, they, I think they brought on, oh, they were firing on all cylinders. On oh, this, this is good. I think, I think all the storylines were well-written and, and delivered on their promises. It didn't feel like too outlandish considering. And I was also wondering just because you guys have been going through the other episodes, how big of a um, scene changes the hospital? Like was central perk in the apartments. Most of the, um, no, they have, they have other locations. Okay. Okay. I was just checking to see how much of a, how many other venues they had kind of been in since since the season started. Honestly, this, this might be the third or fourth hospital that we've been in in the season, which could be the same hospital. It is mostly the apartments and uh, and Central Perk, but yeah, no, they go. They as, no, now I'm I'm fairly certain they're just turning this into a, a, a hospital show. Like we have to have a character get hurt every three or four episodes <laughs> and go to the hospital. We need to make the most of this hospital set. How do we bring in handsome guest doctors? And JP, I wanted to bring up that um, you know usually in television writing you can see that like I, I'm sure we're going to see this in the next episode too. This could have been the end of Friends. You know what I mean? Like when the show got picked up, they get picked up for a season and this very well could have been the last episode if it didn't go well. Um, one of the last episodes. And you can definitely tell in this episode that it's going well because I'm seeing a lot of moments where the actors are improving and given freedom to expand the character themselves. Um, Specifically, Joey walking away with the balloon. One of the best <laughs> scenes of the entire episode. That was good. That was uh, also, most of Ross's performance in the closet where he falls down on the brooms and then when he tries to hit it with the vacuum cleaner, that's all David Schwimmer improv. Okay, let me, before we go on, because I want to talk about that specifically. Robert, do you have any favorites or 
characters you dislike, whether it's the actor or the character. Do you, of the six friends and Marcel. And it better be the same ones that we like. <laughs> I want to. I want to talk about Schwimmer in a minute here. And, yeah, and this might be I controversial because I, I, I had, I had who I thought was probably the the folks I liked the most um, first time around, or, or when I was first watching, and that probably would have been, probably would have been Chandler for me the first time around. I think when I was watching it, I probably loved Chandler because he was a real smart ass. Mm-hmm. Um, and this time around, I found him to be a little annoying. <laughs> right, a little bit. I mean, I and I think. And I think that's that's sort of, but I think that's, and they kind of like address it a little bit. In fact, we can talk about that. There's sort of, he says something else that's sort of meta later, but. Um, what is he saying? Well, he says, Monica's like, come on, let's go. Or is it Monica? I think she says, come on, let's go and get some coffee. And he goes, oh, because we don't do that all the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yes. Mm. That's a joke. <laughs> He's just calling out like, wow, we really do spend too much time in that coffee shop. That's a joke in the finale too, when they're leaving it? the okay. apartment for the final time. Uh, and someone someone buys a coffee maker rachel says let's go get coffee and chandler says where (laughs) okay that is a good joke yeah um so but i was gonna say yes i i found chandler a little more annoying on this watch i found i mean obviously ross is stressed but he's also kind of a whiny guy most of the time so there's that too um i think i i always love phoebe and i think like right now she's still pretty grounded she's like a little flighty but she's not like She's not like a cartoon or anything. So I, I really liked her. Um, I personally wouldn't have loved anyone taking out a guitar and playing in the middle of a waiting room, but that's just me. Um, um, you know what? So, yeah, this I was think the first time I noticed that it was bothering everybody else in the waiting mm-hmm. room, I always remembered the part where whoever paid her to stop playing, but I never noticed everybody else getting up and leaving. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm guess I'm kind of like middle of the road on most of the other folks. I don't really, you know, I, I think, um, I think my wife mentioned like Monica seems kind of uptight, but I think she she's actually, I think a little more grounded too. I think there's characters sure. like that. Like you sometimes, I think as a kid, you sometimes think Marge is lame and then you realize like she rocks and is grounded a lot of the time too. Good like comparison. very good. I hadn't even, it, it, as soon as the words came out, I'm like, that's so true. She's cool. Marge is she a rock. She's, cor- she's corny, but she's like, she's great. She, yeah. she loves yeah. everyone. So, um, <laughs> Uh, but I, and I'll tell you guys my first note, cause I did take a couple notes when I was watching this was, um, Ross's arms and legs are played by different actors um, <laughs> because he, when he runs in his, he's got this wacky, he's, just, arms. he's mm-hmm. just in such a state and it's, it's really funny to see. I, I did take note of, of that performance. He's so That's- freaked out in this episode. So, so one of, one of my favorite, so, so I think when we talk about, uh, the actors versus the characters in this where I think Nate and I are both coming to the realization that um, Schwimmer is a goddamn genius because his character is at times incredibly unlikable, but, but he's he doing plays it purpose. so well. He oh, makes yeah. you like the character that's unlikable. One of the most gifted actors I've ever seen work. He, he really is. I, I have I, rewatching this. I have a newfound appreciation for just how good he really is. Um, but my moment was not not just the falling in the the, the broom closet, but when when uh, Carol kicks Susan and Ross out, and Ross is like, "Look what you did!" and he holds the door, and then That's- and then Susan walks out, and he slams the door behind, like, and he just like the physicality of it. And yes. I was wondering if he improved it. He's just it was I mean, just a great moment. You talk about physical comedy. You talk about deconstructing the trope of a man kicking a door down. 
And, um, you know, it has a rhythm to it where he goes, you know, step back and then he steps back and then he kicks the door down. And when you deconstruct that and right in the middle, he just falls down when he steps back. <laughs> it's really good. It's incredibly fun. It's like a jump scare or something. It's like really good. Yeah, the, 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 dangerous too. Like he, if he falls against that all the wrong way, he hits his head. They're out for a couple of days. That's on, what I mean about him improving that is that like it looked too good to be rehearsed. And and like he he really did just like probably come up with that in the moment. I think it, it's it's the the thing uh, Farley said about working at SNL was uh he the difference between working in movies and working on SNL was when he was in movies they would put down like you know pads for him to fall down on but when he was at NF at at, at, at SNL he said yeah I would just like like I would improv and then I would just literally fall flat on my face on on the, the cement like no one was stopping me S and L J P what's that. S and L. S and L. Savings saying, and loan scheme. You're saying S and L, and I don't know what that is. It's S S E N. Because it's it's on Saturday and it's late. Yes, that's that. Oh, Saturday and late. I didn't know that, guys. Thank you. Going off of what Bersinger was saying about Chandler being annoying, when oh my god, can you imagine giving birth, being in labor, and all the friends are in there with you? Oh my god. Yeah, I was wondering what the policy on the hospital was, because there were a lot of just random folks in there. And when she's pushing, Chandler is behind her going, push, push, push. He's like dancing. Oh my god, yes, yes. He was making it about himself. I mean, I will say it didn't seem... Carol didn't really seem like she was in labor too much. Except Except for the very end. She was a little too quippy to begin with. I mean, granted, I've never, I haven't been part of the process. I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, maybe. And do you want to, do you want to say more about how women should act when they're in labor, Robert Persinger? Look, I'm with Joey. I I don't ever plan on it. I want to be lobby with cigars. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. That was, I wanted to come, I wanted to comment on that too, is that he, Joey mentions handing out cigars and then. And then Chandler says, oh, he's planning on giving birth to his baby in the fifties. And then (laughs) he smiles like I'm so pleased with this joke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, there's the first season of this show, and 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 I know that it, it's gotten better, Nate, and I know that it'll it'll all go away. But the first season of the show is marked by so many incidents where somebody delivers a joke, and then they cut to like one person's like, and then another person's like, and then they go back to the guy, and they're like, it, like like just. Everyone is straight face pausing the entire time. Sorry, I know it's an audio medium, oh, but it, it's, 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 it, they do this like prolonged, hey, we made a joke. Did you get the joke? These guys got the joke. This guy's really proud of the joke that he just made. Got to add the, got to have the laughs in there. So you got to leave room for it to breathe a little bit. So. Yeah. I never notice it because of the laughs. It really does hypnotize <laughs> me into like this, this state of just, just pure enjoyment. Well, what do we have to say about, I think it's right before the, is it right before the opening credits that Chandler makes his joke about, um, oh, it's because Carol gets there and they finally are pushing her through the door and he said, we had to stop for a chunky, the little, uh, which maybe I've not had. Is that like a little chocolate bar a little or something? candy bar. And then yeah. Ross says, you don't stop for chunky. Chunkies. And Chandler says, oh, that's like my bumper sticker. Yeah. Which is like a no. <laughs> really he loves that joke. Like a no. <laughs> I was I like, is that like a making fun of like heavier? Yeah, it's like a sizest joke from Chandler. There's a bumper I, sticker like that it. says "No Fat Chicks." James. I was gonna say that mm-hmm. it reminds me of the 1980s "No Fat Chicks" bumper stickers. That's like so a I little think, part. That's a part of a Simpsons episode, I think, where Homer runs in and he's wearing a "No Fat Chicks" and he's like holding like a skunk, I think. 
And I think for I think in subsequent showings they've cut it out. He like runs in and ruins some party of Marge's by wearing that shirt and holding oh a skunk God. or something. Um, oh, cut it out. Yeah, well, that, and the other funny thing is that Chandler says that, and then he goes, "See, you just need to pick your timing." And I was like, "Wait, that's the joke you're like taking yeah. credit for?" You're like, "See, that was good." <laughs> yeah. No. Oh my God, brother. And I think it is a good joke. <laughs> is this because you, is this because you have that bumper sticker <laughs> no i think chandler knows that that bumper sticker is bad and so when somebody says something similar to that bumper sticker he's making a joke like self-deprecatingly like oh i have that bumper sticker well i hope then that chandler dates someone of size in this show to prove yeah and to be seen to be seen Chandler has issues with Monica before she lost all her weight later in the series. You are predicting things, Robert Persinger. Um, so our, our other story is Leah Remini is having her baby and Joey's mm. helping her out with that. Such a good storyline. Leah Remini is so baby faced in this. Yeah. Like, like, like this is her coming off of uh, saved by the bell. Uh, the wow. summer, the summer seasons. <laughs> also talking smack about the Celtics. Don't tell Mitch. Yeah, I mean, basketball is a thing that exists, and it, it, that's pretty much all I can say about it. I'm not a big sports person, but at, point, at some point she says, like, oh, well, you know, it's like, a re, it's like a rebuilding year or something. And I was like, I don't even hear most people say that anymore. It seems like no matter what year it is, your team has to be awesome. So mm-hmm. to hear even someone saying, like, that's ah, our year that we have to kind of get back up. I'm like, oh, wow, it's actually oh, <laughs> very nice from a sport, sporto to <laughs> kind of admit, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're not doing so hot. <laughs> I will tell you, because I do follow some other sports, when people say it's a rebuilding year, what they're really saying is my team fucking sucks. Like okay, that's that's okay. That's what I figured. That's that's really it's just a nice like we all allow you to say that and like okay, as long as you're admitting that your team sucks. Well, JP, sure, rebuilding JP, year. It's nineteen ninety-five when Leia Remini says this. Okay. It's a rebuilding year for the Celtics. Doesn't Mitch still say that? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he say that like last year? Oh man! It's a rebuilding no, I think, decade. I think, I think the Celtics made it to the playoffs this year. If I'm not Mitch, wrong. I'm sorry. Shout out to Mitch. I love you, man. Hey, Mitch, we, know he we listens, love that you Mitch. listen. Keep listening. <laughs> listens to all the podcasts. Oh, but yeah, so uh, the Jim, Leah Remini, the Leah Remini storyline. I think, and, and I will, I will give full credit to Claire for this one. But she's like, no, 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 no. This might be the first episode of the entire first season where Joey isn't canceled. Joey did a good. He did, Joey did a good. Joey did a good. Leah Remini just like needed some emotional support. I loved the line where he like grabs her and he's taking her and he's like, I don't know, all the pregnant women have been going through this door. Like <laughs> it, it was, and then at the end it's very sad when a Scientologist shows up and you know so, Oh boo. <laughs> and checks out what were you saying, Robert? Oh, just that um so I I I knew I, I went and, you know, I kind of checked the Wikipedia just to kind of remember because what is it famously like no one remembers? I think that maybe it's, maybe that's a plot point of a, of a quiz or something on an episode is no one knows what Chandler does. Yes. Yes. It's very difficult to remember. Exactly. Yes. I, I looked up and I was like, oh, yeah, right. Paleontologist for Ross, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, and it was like, oh, and womanizer, you know, Joey Tribbiani. And I was like, <laughs> that's right. He's kind of that's just like his blanket thing. So what has Joey been up to previous to this episode? I've got to know prior to this episode. What has he been? Uh, boy? Joey's an actor. Yes. He was in a play. We saw him in a play called, we saw him in the play called Freud, right, JP? Oh my God. That was really funny. It was a musical where he played, he he played Freud. Oh, that was good. A song about penis envy. He also played. But but here's why he's canceled though. 
Okay. Um, he has strict rules about which of your friends, family members you're allowed to bang. Um, his rule is no mom. I mean, he says maybe an aunt or a cousin. I mean, maybe he's, an aunt. He's got the whole something. thing codified is what I'm saying. Um, what he means is, yeah, he has the rule because it's been an issue in the past. Right. Um, he lied to uh, some, he and Monica did a little uh, lie about who they were so that they could trick this other woman into leaving her date so she would go home with Joey. JP wow. describes it as sexual tomfoolery a lot. It is. Mm-hmm. It is chicanery. Chicanery. Um, um, he's also El Pacino's butt double, and he got fired from that. That was really good. Um, in general, though, Joey, he invented, we, we think it might be the first incident ever of uh, the term friend zone. He invented, he, he mocked uh, Ross on that one. Wow. Generally, should be wrong about that, but we're not sure. It's, it's a pretty early reference of the friend zone. Mm-hmm. I think generally speaking, he's... was he just talking about the show? Maybe <laughs> he was, he was trying to get people to listen to his uh, friends wrap up podcast. <laughs> Joey, come on our podcast. I agree. We um, need to get, we need to get any of the mats. It was a sweet storyline for him though. I was happy that there was, and you know, there's a moment too, where he, he, he kind of leaves. He's like, fine, I'm getting out of here. And then he's like, you know what? He comes in. He's like, hey, you know what? The, the team does suck. And he kind of, he, he won't admit that he you know wants to stay. And, yeah. He does. And, and, and it was charming. And I think it's the first time we've seen him interact with a, a woman that wasn't his mother. Yeah, that's a good in point. A way, in a way that was, like, he wasn't, I don't think he was objectifying her the way that he normally does. I think he was confused. It, like, because there was a, a woman had a baby coming out of her vagina and he didn't know how, what to do otherwise when, when you know, he, he's not used to that. Yeah. yeah. That is, that does lead into the line too of the, the doctor later with Rachel. Um, he's trying to get a date with Rachel. The psychopath doctor. Oh my God. Too and many cups said, of coffee. Sometimes you're, yeah. You're a waitress. Sometimes you want to go home. You just don't want to look at another cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, I don't think Rachel is giving birth to a baby right now. That's not uh, the exact kind of doctor he is. I, 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 yeah. This is I, one of those jokes that like my friend group latched onto. And for like the next 10 years, people would make that reference. It, it, it's a wow. really solid joke. Also, I still love Jonathan Silverman. I don't know what he's up to these days. He was so that the good doctor? as the doctor. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who that is, JP. Oh, well, Nate, you would know if you had seen a little movie called Weekend at Bernie's. Never seen it. Or the sitcom, The Single Guy. Sounds fake, JP. Wow. Um, Oh, my God. All of our elder uh, Friendsman fans, please, just like me, if you can figure out how to get onto Twitter um, and log in, ask your grandkids for help, and then mm -hmm. get on there and just attack Nate on Twitter for not having a strong opinion about Jonathan Silver. Really not afraid of anything happening like that, JP. (laughs) Um, So the the other funny thing that that happens to Joey is later when, when... Carol's giving giving birth and he's in the delivery room. He's he's all knowledgeable about the birthing process. That's yes. pretty funny. Uh, he says like you're only you're only nine centers dilated or something. It's, it the, the Joey storyline was maybe the best storyline they've given him all season. Yeah, it, it was nice to see him not be a creep. Yep. Now speaking of not being a creep, um, due to the fighting between Ross and Susan, um, we end up. Locked in a broom closet with Phoebe. Right. This is a situation that I would have said this is going to be an annoying series of events. Mm-hmm. And it turned out to be 
delightful. Yeah. At least in my opinion. It's just enough because I forgot that it's not the entirety of the episode. It is it is their thread. It's part of their thread, but it's not. It doesn't overstay. They're both legit being terrible to each other. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then Phoebe's being fantastic. <laughs> she saves it and gives us a nice little palate cleanser with genuinely oh, one of the sweetest things she's ever said. It's true. Yes, actually. Yeah, that's I. you have to be earnest about that where it's like Phoebe says something that is just like so nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's amazing. And then she also yells at them and says, I don't like when my voice is like this. I wrote that, <laughs> that, da- really I, I wrote that down. I wrote that down because that's a line. I think it's don't make me do this again. I don't like my voice like this. So I have Lisa a theory Kudrow is so good. I have a theory about Phoebe. Okay, and I don't mean this in a negative way. I think she might be a sociopath who is just imitating, um, doing very accurate imitations of things she's heard before, because that's like a parent talking to a child. I, I, I find that very interesting, and I see where you're going with that. I, I would say I came out of it with the opposite feeling about Phoebe, and this is going to sound hippy dippy bullshit, but. She looks at baby Ben and then she turns to Susan and says, he looks just like you. Now that is a good joke, but also Phoebe's totally the person who, I mean, she's even saying it. There are children being born into the world here. They don't need your negative energy. She is a person who really believes in looking at that kid and knowing that Susan having been there for those nine months and before helped to bring love into the world and help in some way, shape or form to create baby Ben, at least what he comes out as. Now, Again, the science doesn't back that up, but maybe I think, it's I think, part I of her Phoebe... sociopathy that she can't see anyone's faces. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think Phoebe is anti-science, and that was her just digging at her. Basically. <laughs> Phoebe is anti-science per singer, and in later parts of the series, she will torture Ross by telling him that she does not believe in evolution. Oh, I forgot about that. And Ross can't deal with that. Oh, I'm sure. I would have a lot of trouble dealing with that. He probably so, now, so I, think that's the episode, I think that's the episode where he clones a real dinosaur to prove <laughs> that they exist. Oh, sorry. Wait for these future seasons. Again. I would have a problem with that too, JP, but actually just thinking about it now, it's kind of an interesting commentary on a position that we all find ourselves in online today where it's like, well, maybe you can't tell people what to believe no matter what. And it doesn't even seem to affect Phoebe negatively. It's just, yeah. she doesn't believe it. I just continue down this path of like, I think, especially given the way the world is right now, it's, I'm finding small kindnesses in this show. I'm finding small moments that are really nice and beautiful. And I think what I'm finding as we watch this and and I'm saying it because Phoebe in this episode was yet again, that thread for me, the thread that's keeping me watching the show and enjoying it is there's something at the heart of all of this, where it's about people loving each other. And full stop. And like, I, this episode gave me a lot of really warm feelings, honestly. Oh, totally, totally. Yeah, I was a lot really of love. Sad I mean, for Joey. The, the baby apps do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, we all agree, though, that, and, and, and I do think that it was improv, but Joey walking away with the balloon man was just. Gold, absolute gold, right? I don't yeah. know if they did other takes or anything, but it was it was perfect too because he goes, he rounds the corner and it's it's like a baby bottle with a face and kind of yeah. like dangly arms, yeah. and it just kind of it kind of like he rounds the corner and then it kind of pulls around the side too. It's Comes great. after, yeah, <laughs> it was so good. And also, I really, I, I believe he improv that. I, I'm with you. That on That moment too. 
I, I felt bad for Joey, and that guy sucked. I didn't like the guy that showed up to see Leia Remini's baby. She needs to ditch him and date Joey. No, I don't know, Nate. We'll see. We'll see. I wrote here, Ross sucks. Susan sucks. They're both so self-centered. Um, Phoebe's speech is nice. Uh, and now, you know, she's giving birth to the baby. And, and the Ben reveal. The Ben reveal was so cute. The Ben I uniform? God, that is very cute. I forgot about that detail. I forgot that that's where they land. I forgot that they were fighting about the name, and then I forgot where it comes from, which is very, very sweet. There's um, no way they wouldn't be able to hear them in that closet. It's a hospital. <laughs> yeah. It's always funny to me. I'm up. like, I, yeah, I feel like it's a busy hospital. Someone's going to see you jangling the doorknob. I, for, for some reason, yeah, I was they're like pounding show. I thought it was a show. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was one of the shows where it turns out they weren't like doing the door the right direction and like it ends up being. Oh, that would be good. That would be good. Yeah. When does, when, who says the line? I have it written down, but I don't remember who's yelled it. Every day is lesbian lover day. (laughs) That's, uh, oh. Is that Ross? That's Ross. Yeah, because they're talking about how like there's a Mother's Day, a Father's Day, and Susan's like, and I don't get it. You know, there's no no lesbian lesbian lover's day. He says, every day is lesbian. Every day is lesbian lover's day. (laughs) Like, and and it's it's a comedy, and they have to throw the jokes in. And honestly, the way he delivered that line, I laughed at it. I did. Also, he's being terrible. They're both. Yeah. Yes, they're both. I I was trying to remember if that was before or after they got they were in the closet. Um, but that was the other thing too. Or she's like, oh, I have cramps, cramps in my legs, and. They both are trying to, you know, trying to go and help her. And he's like, hey, you could have sex with her. I get the cramps. And I was like, yeah, chill out. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's really focused on the the sexual aspects of their relationship much more than he should be. Oh, well, yeah, JP, we've I talked mean, about how he's bothered by it. He's threatened by it. It yeah. like, really affects yeah. his character in a real in a real way. That's that's kind of sophomoric in the in the toxic masculinity aspect of it. Right. Robert, we've talked a little bit about how there's an argument to be made that that Ross is the proto incel that, that even though he is, you know, he's successful in his relationships, but he, he, there's a core to this that includes nice guys finish last. There's a core to this of you got friend zone. There's a core to this of these, this, these lesbian women should be having my baby. They shouldn't be together. Like it's, it's inherent in the character that they write. A lot of lying to Rachel about like just small, weird little things in an effort to, form a relationship with her when he could to really sleep do. with her yeah, to wow. sleep with her. Does he, yeah. use, he does he use paleontology for evil and try and trick people like that. Too? He does. He does for sure. Um, <laughs> He's on the Jordan Peterson all meat diet. It's yeah. just weird. Yeah. Later in the series, he comes out and he says the dinosaur bones are a trick from Satan to make the guy to believe. <laughs> I thought there, was there, were no, there were no lesbian dinosaurs. You guys can't be together. Um, That's no way yep, from a future episode. I mean, I can only guess. Nate's going to spoil it for me. Go ahead, Nate. We got a baby. Uh, you know did make... We got a baby. The, the, the baby. baby. That oh. And that is the moment that, even though everyone else is acting crazy and I think eventually leaves, it cuts to, or well, it, it Phoebe is stuck in the vent. Yeah. Oh my and God. sees everyone. She, that was another line that killed me when she was like, He's it beautiful. looks like a dark, empty air con- or, uh, HVAC vent, <laughs> whatever yeah. she says. And then she's like, no, 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 I can see something. I believe what yep, she says, JP, is, is Susan goes, what do you see? And she goes, well, Susan, it appears to be a dark vent. Yeah, yes. being really hammy right there. Yeah, yeah, it, was, yeah. it, it was really good. And, and, and they leave her hanging in the, uh, in the vent when they run out. Was, she you was left just your legs wearing, here. She was just stoked to be wearing the jumpsuit. I'm hospital yeah. engineer Ben. <laughs> 
He's so funny. I love her. Uh, yep. I so so the storyline we're really not talking about, and it kind of it is the it's a wash storyline. Except I think that it's our first inkling of two characters having chemistry together. Yes, that's right. We didn't the talk Chandler and Monica storyline. Yes, that's right. Monica he even says, a baby. he's like, hey, if you know, maybe if we're both 40 and not together, why don't we have one? She's like, why would I be, wouldn't be with anyone at 40? And he's like, whoa, hey, hi. <laughs> and then he does a big, he does a big old physical comedy thing where he's like, this parachute is a knapsack. And he yeah. kind of like falls <laughs> over the couch in the waiting room. And I was like, you need to like stay in place. It's a waiting room. People and are stressed. Your pockets, like, Chandler, please. Tell your no, jokes if you must, but stay in one spot. No physical oh my God. waiting room. <laughs> Okay, and and we addressed it, but so that storyline it doesn't really go anywhere. It's just really cute. JP, it's fine for you to suggest that they're foreshadowing their relationship here. Mm-hmm. I, on the other hand, I'm going to take the negative aspect. I'm going to say that they were never planned to get together. That, that I, I, oh no, no, I wasn't saying it was foreshadowing. Oh, okay. I was okay. saying that it's it. We as the audience are seeing hints of how like of what these characters are like when they have a scene together, and how the actors play off of each other, and. You know, I think it, even if they didn't intend it, that there's a chemistry there and there's just, it's just a nice little like, oh yeah, it that's something like, to ponder while we're all really po- wondering when Joey and Phoebe are going to end up together. It just feels like a good episode. It feels like the, all the emotions around a birth are, is a good episode to explore all these yeah. different parts of characters in a situation like this because it causes some seriousness. It, you know, it fo- like, again, it forces Joey to kind of like not be just a horn dog completely for two seconds and it makes <laughs> Chandler who can't stop making jokes kind of have to be serious or can talk to Monica about what's going on. Like he doesn't, he hold her at some point or cause she gets upset on the phone. Like a baby walks by and she's like, I'm completely fine. And then she sees a baby and it's like, I wish I had a baby. And he's like, it's okay. All right. Bye. Here he hangs up. That was, that um, was good. I also like the woman comes out with twins and she's like, I don't even have one. Like <laughs> foreshadowing. Really? She gets two babies. That's wow. true. That is true. Um, so yeah, I think that's just like it's a good way to prompt. It's a good prompt for all the characters to kind of like then have some movement, even though only a couple of them are actually having the child. So. Sure, it's almost kind Three. of a bottle episode where they where they can't really leave the hospital because their friend is sure. having a baby. Yeah, yeah, it is a nice little situation that they found themselves in. It's and and, and that is interesting from the craft of it. I, I you know. Having a, a, a obviously, especially if it's the first child born into your family as as an adult, um, you know your first niece or your friends, your your big event, the first one of your friends having a kid, that is a really fertile ground for telling some good stories, and and sure. I think that might be also why this one resonated with me, Robert. That's a really good, it's a good point, and and they did you know they did some stereotypes, but they still yeah. they, they felt very based. I, I, I don't think that they were necessarily deep and and examined and honest but they felt they felt it felt like yeah no no, no that is getting from a to b on that on the, in that moment makes a lot of sense especially the monica story i was trying to remember and i'm not purposely trying to jump ahead but i was trying to remember because i i honestly like was like the one with the birth and i was like I'm giving birth again and i was like <laughs> oh wait ross has a kid right it's but it's weird because i feel like ben doesn't show up i don't know he doesn't feel like he's always such a presence and i know that i think i realize now that's because in the show, of course, that there's he is uh, custody of of Susan and Carol, but um, I just didn't remember to what degree or when that changed, or if that was already decided. If in season two he has baby Ben most of the time, or if something changes, he then I didn't, I didn't recall. For he some, shows up okay, 
Sometimes. Not a lot. It feels like yeah, someone mentioned side. 90 Day Fiance recently, and I was like, I forget that sometimes these people have children. They just yeah. mention it once, and then you never see them again. It feels oh like God. this. <laughs> I, I, we we like to cite Ross as the worst parent ever in our household. He's just an absentee father. I mean, he, he takes father. care of a monkey before he takes care of his kid, right? Yeah. 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 And he doesn't do oh, a very good job thinks- of it, too. Robert, I got I to gotta also point out, since Marcel came up, um, Marcel, who is one of my favorite of the friends, um, the last time the family, the, I'm sorry, the last time the friends were together in a hospital was when Marcel swallowed a Scrabble piece. And, <laughs> and therefore, all of the friends, like 911 emergency, are all at the hospital. Like, I don't think the writers of this show have ever seen, been to, or really understand what a hospital is. It's pre-9-11, JP. You could walk into a hospital at any time and just go straight into the pharmacy. Now, in, in that storyline, did any of the friends stop for a Chunky on the way? Mm-mm. This is the first Chunky incident, and honestly, okay. I feel a little robbed. They should have stopped for a Chunky. Of the that been a great, what podcast. a great callback that would have been. We do not stop for Chunkies. Um, Friendsman uh, Podcast. This week's episode of Friendsman is brought to you by Chunky. Chunky, it's kind of a candy bar. That sounds good, Jacob. Thanks, dude. Yeah, see, we got the commercial. So we have a baby. Monica cries. It's very sweet. There's a nice scene. And then we have the post scene where all the friends are looking down at the baby. And I will tell you right now, I hated it. I, I hated that final scene. I didn't like I, that. Claire actually, when the episode ended and she's like, that is the worst, and I hated it, and I wish they'd never done that. They should have just ended the episode. It is somewhat accurate in the sense that people do do that with a newborn baby. They will just stand around and be completely... Said, yeah, you did, you did say that. Doo-doo. Mm-hmm. Uh, as always, no parts of the Friendsman episodes can be clipped for drops, so please just remember that. Uh, that is part right. of the agreement. <laughs> uh, Some bitch. With any Damn of these. Parts as drops. That is part of the thing that I made JP sign when we started doing it. Should I have my lawyer look over that? They just stare down at the baby and they they like all make faces, but they're all silent. So there is some part of it that that's kind of funny, but I agree. It was scary. And I didn't like Chandler making his like. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them are, some of them are committing and some of them aren't because it's, it's first them kind of addressing the baby and they're like, Oh, or baby's like, Oh, his eyes are closing. Oh, they're open again. And they say a couple things. Um, and then and there's leave. like then there's like a lull, and then there's like a second part where they're sort of making like yeah, making the faces yeah, like Chandler's kind of doing stuff. Phoebe doesn't really make a face at all. Uh, like Rachel's like blah, 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 like lolling her tongue at one point or something. It's very weird. <laughs> I, so so I, I, I that was my reaction to it. And the funny thing is, the only saving grace was I legitimately believed David Schwimmer was looking at a child he adored. Yeah, and like like he captured in his eyes. That that just joy of seeing like any child, animal, it's something that you care for and love, and mm-hmm. that look in your eyes is different than, than than the way you look at other human beings. Excellent actor. I, I I think I think that that's that was good, but it was like this really sweet saccharine thing in the center that I wanted to enjoy, but everything else going on was fucking awful and making me hate all of the friends. And I came in hot on, on Ross and obviously he was a lot this episode, but I think it's, it's his normal character on top of the stress in the episode. So it can't help but be like this heightened version, but like when the baby's actually being born and he kind of, he gets too close to the doctor and he's trying to see, but he, he doesn't do the comedy pass out or anything. He's just like overjoyed. He's just so happy that the baby's there. It's, it's good. 
JP, we didn't talk about this yet because we have to finish our last episode with Max tomorrow. But the <laughs> ending of uh, the ending of the episode before this is so sweet, where uh, Ross gets notified that she's going into labor, and the the credits roll as he's like trying to get everybody out of the house and into the cab at the same time. And it takes like five minutes, and they finally exit down the stairs. And it just holds there for a second. And then he wanders back in, like really freaked out and having a panic attack. And they all have to come and get him and kind of drag him out. It's really funny. Nate, I, and I, I got to say, I, as I saw that scene, I just was thinking of you. And I know this is coming up real soon for you. And I, I really did in, in that last episode see that. And and in this episode as well, I got, I, sorry, I, I, I'm, it really is powerful. And it's it powerful, powerful and I'm so excited for you. But I'm actually pretty good in a crisis situation, JP. I believe that. You have guns. I do. I have a gun. <laughs> You're not bringing them to the hospital, are you? No, no. That says nothing. I don't know why JP brought up guns right now. I, I don't I, Any crisis situation, you need a gun. Didn't you ever see that Simpsons? Ah, oh, you need me to open your can? I should probably bring my gun to the hospital. What if some weirdo's in the vent above, above you guys when the baby's being born? You yeah, what if Ben's gun? there? What if Ben from maintenance is there? I'm not bringing um, my guns to the hospital, JP. Calm oh yeah, down. oh yeah. Not even, not even, uh, not even these guns, huh? A little bit of that, huh? How about a little bit of that? Yeah, there's the guns. Wow. <laughs> um, Nate, will you be wearing a, t- a tank top for the? Okay, just want to make sure. I know it's your signature. It's 100 shirt. degrees outside, JP. I told you, dude. I have a cartoon wardrobe. I own 30 of the same tank top in different colors, and I just rotate them out because it's 100 degrees here all the time. <laughs> I don't know why you choose to live there. I also have a tracksuit that I really want to wear, but it's too hot. You also have a matching tracksuit for your daughter. The baby has a tracksuit too. <laughs> it's really cute. The, her in the suit. She's a she. It meaning the incident. Look, I'm not calling your daughter an it. I wasn't even going to say anything, JP. Okay. Mm-hmm. Her singer. <laughs> thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for talking. Yeah, thank about you for having with me. Us. Welcome. Of to the podcast underling mafia mm-hmm. we do have to do that ceremony i'm in good company get you your ring um great yes. company. uh do you have <laughs> wait, any before, you plug before? wait before we before we close out let's 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 do we always have it's every episode oh, go ahead jp yes all please. right it's my this is my tough question of the episode and robert as our guest i'm gonna start with you robert who was your best friend of the episode friend of the episode it's gonna be it's gotta be phoebe that's a good pick good it's gotta pick. be phoebe her positive vibes and also trying to take away the negative vibes honestly getting on people's cases about doing that in the hospital and then willing to crawl up in a event i didn't i wouldn't want to do that <laughs> but she did it they didn't even tough. and and they left her and she was still in good spirits yeah, so i yeah. think she was she was like 100 percent this episode she was awesome that's I never really thought people about it. Singing a little bit earlier, but but other than that, I never really thought about it. After it's very funny that the janitor does not help her down <laughs> to like try to escape or something. Oh man! Well, so, Nate, who's Nate. your friend of the episode? You go first. You just oh. thought they were legs. <laughs> he did say you left your legs here. <laughs> um, you know, I I was on the fence on this one. I just think I think. Up and closed them. Oh my god! I bet that is what he did. We'll deal with that later. That's, that's a tomorrow problem. Um, I was thinking about this. I, I think Phoebe is such a strong choice because of everything she did in this episode. 
this may be the first time in Friends in history that I'm going to say these words. My best friend of the episode, Joey. That's okay, JP. That's okay. I, I oh, think I that's think good, not, that's good too. Not only did he not get his ass canceled for the first time ever, maybe you you just you see they they over the course of the show, I think they actually Joey becomes more and more of a human being with at least average intelligence, which Absolutely. is not where he is right now. And Phoebe goes the other direction, and I think she just becomes more and more clownish and 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 nonsense. And I hate that. But this is the first time I think that we're really seeing Joey have this kind of depth and ability to to grow. And and I just and it just was a great storyline. It just like somebody needed him and he was there. And that's that that's a really admirable trait. So I think they realized that about Phoebe too, JP, in the last season, because towards the last two seasons, she does have storylines that um deal with that and deal with the fact that like she hasn't been in a serious relationship or stuff like that. It's interesting. Yeah. She ends up with Rudd, though, man. Yeah, yeah, good for her. Yeah. Um, Nate, who's your best friend of the episode? My best friend of the episode is Phoebe as hospital worker Ben. When she becomes hospital worker Ben, when she takes that journey into the vents of the hospital, I really thought she came into her own as a character. That is a rock-solid answer, sir. Um, yeah, I hope, I hope hospital worker uh, Phoebe comes back at some point. <laughs> for singer do you have anything you want to plug here oh boy well uh, obviously the doughboys is an awesome show never Wait, heard so of it produce on that so what, listen to that um i have a, a, a podcast i do with a couple buddies of mine called gentlemen overlords oh uh, I'm we review tv and movies sometimes video games it's it's kind of just for us a little bit but we hey we, we're talking about it we're recording it so you can listen if you like that's um, Gosh, You'll get us a minutes. link. We'll, we'll share it in the notes. And, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll pass that along. Um, yeah. I can't really think of much else. Uh, hey, uh, take a page out of Phoebe's book. Be kind to one another. Be kind to one Beautiful. another. Beautiful. JP, um, be kind to me, please. Hey, Nate. I'm really, I'm really trying. You got some stressful days coming up ahead, huh? You know, for singing, you can tell the Doughboys, me and JP are actually best friends. We're the best friends in the entire world. Dude, I love We've you. definitely too. met for real in real life. We know each other. We're we're real friends. We've had interactions where we're face to face. Um, this doing a podcast made us fight a little bit with each other. You can tell the Doughboys that it's not their fault. Sometimes just doing the podcast mm-hmm. brings it out of each other. You know what it's, I mean? It's true. Yeah, I think it's the medium. It's the medium as a whole. Yeah, it's really making us all nasty at each other. It's like when JP <laughs> talks into this microphone. I just like hate him. I hate him so no. much. Uh, no, so mean, Nate. Um, I'm wishing you luck with uh, the next uh, journey until we talk again. Yeah, I, I Nikki, luck. you could little JP Junior might be here any day now. If you don't like JP Junior, might I recommend the name Ben? Ben, that's not yeah. bad. Our, no. His name is uh, Zero Giuseppe LaFranco Kylie, <laughs> <laughs> and you are allowed to do that. I am allowed to do that. My um. Nate, before we go, I want to thank our producer, Chris White. You can check him out at X at XYT Music. That's at XYT Music. Uh, he's on Twitter. He's got a SoundCloud. Chris does extraordinary work with our podcast. He creates the music you hear. He creates the stings and then the bumps. And um, just wanted to give him a shout out and thank him for all the hard work he's been doing on this. And with that, Robert, thank you so much for being on. And Nate, I love you, buddy. Love you too, buddy. 
Yeah, there's the there's the time machine episode where they go back and they do like a minstrel show. It sucks. <laughs>